New studies actually came out and it's now cl clinically proven that if you are listening to this podcast, you are in general a happier person and you are much more likely, actually 70% more likely to make money than people who are not listening to this podcast. So you're at the right place in the right time. And jokes aside, welcome back. You're listening to Affiliate Journey and I'm your host, Miodrag Milenkovic. Uh, you're listening to Friday's part of the show where I'm releasing interviews with amazing six, seven and eight figure earners, marketers, affiliate marketers and online entrepreneurs. And I'm diving deep into their mindset, strategies, tips and tricks that they are using to reap the enormous success they had online. And I try to deliver it actually on a silver platter for you so that you may Im implement those same strategies and reap your own success. Um, and in the Tuesdays part of the show, I'm releasing solo cast episodes where I'm going over my strategies, my tactics, what I did on my journey, what worked and what hasn't. So if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe not to miss any of the new episodes. And you can also come back and listen to the previous ones because we had Josh Forty last Friday and we had Jacob Carries the Friday before that one. And we also had a couple of millionaires two Fridays before that. So I really think you don't want to miss any of those episodes. And speaking of the millionaires, in today's episode, we are having another two comma club winner, which is like, what? Uh, super excited about this one. And we dove into some really, really exciting stuff. Like Mike knows his stuff. And we went into selling. That is one of my uh, obsessions lately, like how to be better at selling, how to be better at storytelling. This one was actually good at the end of the episode. We dove into the storytelling as well. So I think you will enjoy it and have a lot of value. But of course, if you have not yet subscribed and if you have not yet joined the Affiliate Marketing Early, the free Facebook group that I'm running, and yeah, <laughs> I think you should probably pause the episode, log into your Facebook account, type in in the search bar Affiliate Marketing Elite, join us and come back to listen to the awesome episode and awesome podcast. Uh, I don't think there is anything else I wanted to say as of right now. So yeah, I'll leave you with that and I hope you will enjoy the episode. Welcome back. You're listening to Affiliate Journey and I'm your host, Miodrag Milenkovic. Today we have another guy that is actually two comma club winner. We are on a roll and I had just little chat with him and he sounds great and I love his areas of expertise. I can't wait to dove into those. So please help me in welcoming Mike Midland. Hey Mike, welcome to the show. Awesome having you here, hey. brother. Hey Miodrag. Good to be here. Yeah, th that pronunciation is next level, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so could you shortly introduce yourself to the listeners, like your background story and what got you into like this online space and not pursuing that <clears throat> nine to five? Yeah, for sure. So there's a big long story, but I'll make it short for you. Um, when I 
When I had a chance to uh, go to university, I looked at all the university courses and nothing there stood out to me at all. Uh, like I must have spent about two hours going through the book and I wasn't interested in anything. So I was like, oh, okay, maybe I don't want to go to university then. <laughs> um, so I left it for a while. And then I was watching a movie and in this movie, this guy performs all these um, items on this bucket list for his girlfriend. So his girlfriend has terminal, a terminal illness and so she can't fulfill all of her bucket list. So he fulfills it for her. And it just made me think, what's my bucket list? Like, what, what do I want to do? What do I really want to do? So the question changed. The first question I had was, what am I going to study? But now the question was, what do I want to do in my life? And I thought, huh, being a, being a business owner would be cool because then I get more time with my family and they have no authority over me. And so then I opened up the university catalog again and the business courses stuck out to me. It was like calling my name. It was like, this is it. This is how I'm going to learn how to build a business. Um, and so I enrolled in the business uh, studies course at Leeds Metropolitan University. Um, and then I finally finished my course like three hours later, three, three hours later, three years later. And I realized that of all the business stuff that I had learned, none of it had taught me anything about being my own boss. And I felt completely unqualified and like totally lost. Like I was like, I've, I'm not qualified for anything. I actually regretted it. I thought I should have done an engineering degree because then at least I'd have a job afterwards because I'm skilled, but I've just done a social science so I'm not, I'm not qualified for anything. So then I decided to do a teacher's certificate. Um, and I taught English in Thailand before. And on the way back from teaching English there, I said, hey, I'll, uh, I'll do some recruitment for you because I want to practice my business skills. And so my boss was like, all right, then I'll give you a couple of hundred pounds for that. I was like, great. So I started recruiting students to Thailand. And then I started doing a teacher's certificate in the UK. So I was getting some, a little bit of experience, but I was literally sending about two people every six months. It wasn't really a business, but I was getting some experience, right? Then at the end of my university teacher certificate, it was only one year, but two weeks before the end, I had like interview after interview after interview after interview with people that want to go to Thailand. And I had changed the offer a little bit and I did training as well. So it wasn't just recruitment, it was training and then a job in Thailand. And I had to make a decision either to, either to be a, a business studies teacher in high schools in the UK or become an entrepreneur and build my own business. And I never, ever actually made that decision because to make that decision, I would have had to say no to money coming in because money was coming in from this recruitment and I would have to be like, no, 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 I don't want to do this anymore. I'm going to go off to be, to be a teacher. So I never, ever made that decision. I just continued on with the money. I just went to where the money was. And eventually, I built a, a business that's done over a, a million dollars in sales. It's generated over five million in total for us and our clients. And I got the Two Comma Club Award in 2019. And more than that, I'm able to live in the house that like, I would never have dreamed of before. I have a family with five kids, um, which I always wanted. And I live in a beautiful place in, in Thailand. And like all my dreams aren't, aren't true and I have bad days um, and I still am in the, the person that I want to be um, in terms of personal, business life. 
But I feel like I've hit a milestone with getting the Two Comic Club Award. And right now, so I have this Teach English Abroad business. So still recruiting people uh, every year to teach English in now 13 different countries. And now I'm pivoting, pivoting towards teaching marketing and teaching business. So now I'm teaching people how to gain clients, how to gain customers, how to do sales, how to do marketing. So that's me. I love that, man. I love that story. And I love that you knocked down the Tucoma Club Award. It looks shiny. I can see it for the listeners. I want to tell you it looks really great. And if you're watching on YouTube, you can see it over there. Uh, so I guess two things, uh, majority of the listeners are around like ClickFunnels group and all of that, and they do strive towards that two comma club award. So in your experience, what it takes for one to have in order to hit that nice shiny milestone? That's a really, really good question because it took me 10 years to get to that milestone. But it could have got, I could have got there much, much faster if someone had given me advice and answer to the question that you've, just asked, that you've just asked. So I'm going to help speed up anybody's progression, right? So what the, the main thing that you need to get good at is sales. You need to get good at building relationships with people and really not even paying for ads, just trying to find people organically and trying to explain to them what you have and building the value in your offer, and then trying to sell to them. That's the first step. If you can't sell to people without paying for ads, you're not going to be able to sell to people by paying for ads. The other thing that that does is that when you're working with the market, okay, so you're doing marketing because you're getting the feedback from the market. And a lot of people, the biggest thing that they stumble upon is that they try and imagine what the market would do in their mind. They don't test it except for in their head, and they imagine. And that's never going to bring you results. You need to get down and dirty with the market and you need to really get to know the people that you're trying to sell to because what will happen is you'll try to sell to someone and they'll come up with an objection that you've never even thought of that hasn't even popped up in your mind. And then you have to deal with that objection right there and then. And if you do well, you can use that as an arrow in your quiver for the next time you deal with that objection. If you don't do well, then you can reflect on why you didn't do well to overcome that objection. And so marketing and sales and business in general is really just working with the market, gaining feedback and improving in the way that you sell something. And uh, I think Russell Brunson, who gives out these awards, uh, in Funnel Hacking at Live 2018, he said zero to a million dollars is only two things. You're figuring out what you're selling and how you're selling it. And if you're trying to sell something to a market that you've never spoken to before, how the heck are you going to know if it, what's, what's sticking with them, what concepts are sticking, what, what, what statements that you're making are making a difference? Well, you're not really. You're just stabbing in the dark. If you don't get feedback, you're going to stab in the dark. So the first thing is get sales experience, okay? Then when you get sales experience, you'll actually find out that at the beginning, you'll suck but then if you've got the patience, you'll get better at it. And then you might even get a sale. And when you get one sale, that means that you can repeat that process. You go back in your mind, like, how did I get that sale? What were the steps that I took in order for me to get that sale? And that might be the right person that you spoke to. Maybe something you said, not always to do with you. Sometimes it's to do with them and what stage of life they're at. 
Okay, so you might sell to a mother with three kids, whereas all this time you've been trying to sell to, to dads. And finally you realize your message appeals more to mothers. So then you switch who you target and you target mothers. Then you make more sales. That's an example of what I'm talking about, right? Once you make the sales, you've got that knowledge. You've got the knowledge. You've just went through all the crap to be able to get that knowledge. And then you need to replace yourself. <laughs> and you need to train somebody else to be able to do what you just did so that you can go away and work on other stuff. Because you're wearing, you're wearing a million hats as an entrepreneur. You're trying to do a million things at the same time. And it can be absolutely exhausting. It can also be exhilarating when you finally get something right. Now, I'll tell you that I, do, I got that bit wrong for a long freaking time. I got the sales part right, but I didn't get the leverage part right. I couldn't give it away. I didn't want anybody to do the sales because they were always not as good as me. Every time I gave it to somebody else, I lost money. And it's hard to see money being lost, right? But you need to be patient with that and know that they're going to get better as well and know that you need to train them. You can't just abdicate. You need to delegate and train. And once they're at a certain level, then you still need to have checks in place because at the end of the day, it's your business. It's not theirs. They're employed, right? They're employed. Then you need to learn leadership skills, all right? And that takes a while as well because leading people is like herding cats. They just don't want to be moved. You ever seen a herd of cats? Cats don't go in herds. They're single. They like to be like themselves, right? So dealing with people is, is one thing. You might also like pick the wrong person in the recruitment. So you need to get better at recruitment for your own staff, right? So you're looking for someone that can help you. Initially, you'll just get anybody that, say, that, that you think has got a brain. Um, and then you'll realize that, oh, crap, they're not the right person for the job. And so you're trying to train someone that's not even the right person for the job. What I've found is that the people that are the best are the people that are bought into your vision, not the people that just want to get paid, not them that are there for just the money. They've got a building, and then you've got to actually have a freaking vision. Like in the beginning, I didn't have a vision. I was just like, yeah, we'll just we'll sell Teach English Abroad programs. And then when I went to Thailand and I watched what was happening, I was like, oh my word, I'm changing people's lives. Like they're going from being like not this confidence person to being confident, traveling the world, learning teaching skills, learning leadership skills. Like they're getting tons of friends. Like I'm actually changing their lives. And then the vision came to me. And then I was like, yeah, this is a noble cause that I have. It's not just for me. It's not just making money. It's a noble cause. I'm helping people. I'm changing people's lives. And so the best people that I recruited were the people that I sent on my programs. So then my company became full of people that I sent abroad. And they were my staff. They were bought into the vision. And they worked for more than money. And those type of workers are hard to come by. But if you have a vision, then you'll find them. And one of the biggest problems with many people who try and be entrepreneurs is that the money is the biggest thing for them. It's okay to have that, though, at the beginning, as long as you have or at least change into having a bigger purpose that's greater than you, serve a, a purpose that serves other people. So, yeah, in answer to your question, uh, how do you get the Two Comma Club Award? First of all, you understand what it is you're selling and how you're selling it. Then once you figure that out, then you train other people in that at the same time as learning to be a good leader and building your organization uh, with people who have got the same mission 
and are seeking the same vision as you. Um, and then after that, you just try and find other ways to get people to learn about you. So it's all about marketing. It's all about advertising. Um, but it's, it's not about advertising to begin with in terms of mass advertising. Like in the beginning, you just have to start small unless you're super like brainy, which most people aren't and I wasn't. You have to start small and start getting experience. And your number one goal should be the same as my number one goal which was not to make money because I wasn't making money in the beginning. It was to gain business skills. And then after a while, I started to learn how to make like more people say yes. And then I started making money. So money is the byproduct. It is the goal, but it's more like the byproduct. The real goal, the real top goal is to get good. It's to get good, whatever you're doing. And if you're not improving after a certain amount of time, maybe you've got the wrong market, maybe you've got the wrong offer, maybe you've got the wrong product. But if you stick at anything, you're going to have success eventually because our brains are wired to, to reflect it on why it's going wrong. And the problem why so many entrepreneurs, the reason why so many entrepreneurs don't actually progress is because they don't actually take action. They don't actually test fast enough. They don't spend their time on sales enough. If you're not making any money, you should be spending 90% of your time on sales. 90% of your time on sales. Now, I say 90, that's more like a goal rather than reality because like, it's almost impossible to spend 90% of your time on sales because you still have to do fulfillment and all the rest of it. But it's meant as a goal because if you're not making any money, the biggest problem that you've got is sales. <laughs> so, so, so yeah, so that's, that's just a, a massive uh, dump of uh, like value that I can give to your listeners right now. Thanks for that. I love that. And I really love what you said about skills. Like lately I've been preaching a lot about like, as you said, many people are like, Oh, how do I get the money? Well, do you actually have the right skill set that will bring you that amount of money, whatever it is like, is it five, 10, $50,000 a year or a month, you need to grow to a person with enough skills to reach that goal. I, I spoke to a friend of mine recently and she was like, Amio, I, I was like having a product I loved, I believed in, and I wasn't selling it. And then I realized I was bad at marketing. And the more I developed marketing skills, the more I started selling and the better I become. So how do we how do we help people to realize that they shouldn't be chasing money but that they should be chasing like the relevant skills and i love that you put emphasis on sales like i guess second part of the question is if someone listening to this realizes that they need to be better at selling like where would you steer them what should they focus on to become better at sales well, it really depends where they are, like, because a doctor would find out that what's wrong with a patient before giving a diagnosis, right? So one of the problems with the whole online coaching world or like all the knowledge that's out there is that it doesn't cater to, very rarely does any coach actually say, look, here is your progression and here are the activities that you should be doing at this stage. Like some people like me or someone that's a lot further progressed, like Russell Brunson, like they need different things going on in their life to make things work. Like Russell's not going to be on the phone selling stuff. 
right? But in the beginning, he was, right? He was right at the beginning, he was doing that. And in order to get the, the skills, so there's three things you need, really. Um, I say skills, but it's actually three. So you need to gain the skills, the knowledge, and the experience to be able to level up. It really is all about that. My company, my new company is called Spectre MM or Spectre Mastermind or Spectre Michael Maitland. <laughs> um, but a Spectre is a ghost, right? A Spectre is a ghost. Also, there's a James Bond movie called Spectre, so that's why I chose the name. As well as Spectre is a ghost because literally you have to kill parts of yourself in order to level up and progress. And so you have to push away all those dead parts of you and turn them into ghosts in order to level up. And in order to gain more knowledge, skills, and experience, you have to study and model those that are going before you. You also have to test and practice, and then you just have to repeat. You just have to repeat. And that's as far as it goes, really. What was the second question? <laughs> like, uh, how did you, for example, become better at selling? And if someone had the realization that, okay, I should really skill up and be better at selling if I want to get to the next level, like, what would you advise them to focus on, to learn and to be better at? Are there like key, maybe one, two or three things that they should pay attention to and leverage and become better at sales? That's a really good question and really good that you've actually asked it according to my experience. So let me give you a little story. Um, when I was uh, 18 or was it 17, I was 17 years old, um, there was some telesales jobs going on, going on uh, in our town that I could apply for. And there was tons of them. There was like 50 or something. So I applied for it. I had no sales experience, but they gave me it because they were taking on so many people. And I started this telesales job the first time I was actually, what was selling is really weird. I was selling to existing Capital One credit card holders a package of discounts for about $100. So I'd call them up and say, hey, I'm calling from Capital One. And they're like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, how are you doing? I was like, oh, just to let you know, we, are now, we now have an offer where you can get Discounts on books, CDs, videos, package holidays, like tons and tons of different packages you can get discounts on. And the whole discount package is $100. <laughs> so you buy the discounts. It was weird. Um, anyway, we all were doing that. There's about, about 100 of us in that center in Scotland, a little town in Scotland. And everyone got about one or zero sales an hour. And when you got one sale, you'd walk up to the board, you'd do the, like the walk of glory, you put your one sale on next to your name for the day, and then you sit back down again. And my boss was 19. She's only like one year older than me. And uh, one day, just as a joke, he came up to me and he was like, and, and I got called Mikey back then. I don't get called Mikey now. But he was like, Mikey, give us some enthusiasm on the next call. Just like give it as much enthusiasm as possible. And so just as a joke, the next call came and I was like, Hi there, my name is Mikey Maitland. I'm calling you from Capital One Credit Card. We have an amazing package for you today. You get discounts on books, CDs, videos. And I got the sale. <laughs> and I was like, what the heck? Like, I was just doing it as a joke. And my boss was just rolling on the ground laughing. He couldn't believe it. He's like, do it again, do it again. I was like, all right then. So I called the next call. 
And I got the freaking sale again. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, it's got another sale. Hey, man, I went from one or zero sales an hour, same as everybody else, to like five or six sales every single freaking hour. Every single hour. And my, my, my um, record was like 12 or 14, can't remember, 12 or 14. It wouldn't even fit in the box when I walked up. Like the tally mark didn't even fit in the freaking box. And everyone else was just looking at me like, how is he doing this? And I was showing them how to do it. And hey, guess what? None of them did it. None of them did it. I was like, yeah, you just got to give lots of enthusiasm. And, and they just they didn't, they couldn't get, like, they didn't want to do that. And I was making a lot more money than them. I was the top salesman in that whole place. That then helped me to get the next job, which was much higher paid, tele sales, because I went to the interview and I was like, I'm the best freaking salesman there. I was just like, I'm the best. So you obviously are going to hire me. And they did. And then I became one of the best there. I wasn't the best in the next job. I became one of the best, one of the top five. Um, and I just did the same thing. You build relationships. You're enthusiastic about what you're selling. And you build in a little bit of personality and a little bit of um, your own, like, like something that's not on the agenda, not on the sales agenda. So I remember, I'll give you an example. One time I got called into, so, so I work for a cable company, right? And the cable company sold uh, broadband internet, uh, te uh, telephone packages for your home phone to get unlimited calls and TV channels because they had cable, right? Um, and so one time we were being listened to by the big boss in Bristol, uh, still in Scotland at this time, and he was listening to all the calls, but we didn't know. And so then our manager called me into the office, called in lots of people, but called me in, and she was like, so uh, Michael, we've, uh, we've had a report from Trevor, at head office, he listened to your call recently. And I was like, what are they, uh, they going to say? What, what call was this? Yeah. And she's like, did you, I just want to ask you one question, one question only. Did you ask one of our customers, is your daughter single? <laughs> and I was like, uh, yeah, I think I remember that actually. And I remember the call. I was talking, I was like flirting with this uh, woman. And then I heard her daughter in the background shouting. And I was like, who's that? So the guy was my daughter. And I was like, no, oh, she's single. Like that. Um, and she was just laughing. <laughs> and then I sold her something. Um, and then I said, yeah, you know, you know as well as I do, Carolyn, Carolyn's my manager, you sell yourself on the call. I was just selling myself. And then she looked at her other manager and she's like, okay, just don't do that again. I was like, okay. So I just like walked out. But I think there were some other salespeople there that like were getting in trouble for lying, like lying on the phone. I never lied on the phone, but I know tons of my, my sales colleagues did. They lied all the time to get the sale. It was, it was despicable in my eyes. But anyway, uh, I think I was one of the ones that didn't get into as much trouble as, as them. So, I was a telesales person for seven years and how I learned was on the job and the best way to learn. So I've given you a few tips there before we go into this, but be enthusiastic, have some personality, go off script, get to know them, really care about them. Right. But, um, the other thing that you need is practice. And when I started a new telesales job, even if I'd been a salesman for ages, Literally, I was learning the two things, 
what am I selling and how am I selling it? That's what I need to learn. And there's no point in me testing brand new concepts and phrases and scripts. That's a waste of my time. So I'd sit next to the best salespeople and I'd be like, what are they saying? And I'd sit with them for a week and I'd write down all the phrases. I'd write down everything. And by the end of the week, I would have learned what the best guys do it. Do you know what I mean? Then I go on my calls and I get sales straight away. So I'm just repeating those exact same phrases. If something works, if it's been tested, if it's been proven, if a certain way of closing has been done in your industry and with your product, why reinvent the wheel? Just model what's already working, right? And so I did that. And that's what I would suggest you do as well. So um, sometimes it's hard because you've got a new product and you don't know how to sell it. But you can go and look at other people selling a similar product and look at the phrases that they're using and look at the way that they're closing people, whether it's videos or whether like you can get a hold of some sales calls. You can get a hold of some sales calls. That's absolute gold. Um, that is one way that you can do it. Then also there's some, there's some sales phrases that go across all, all industries and sales principles that go across all industries. And if you're smart enough, you can learn the principles and strategies. And you can make your own scripts. And, and you can go out that way. But it's much better to learn from someone that's already walked the path. I love that. A lot of golden nuggets here. I'm going to re-listen to this before I release the episode, definitely. Okay. Uh, we are running out of time. Do you have like a minute to discuss? Uh, I wanted to ask you this, but we got too much into sales. You said uh, also another thing that is really important, and that is like storytelling. And I loved some of the stories you got. Uh, today so could you just quickly share a quick few tips like why is it important and what do you look into when you are telling stories so that they convey better and that they hit the nail on the head awesome so storytelling is so important and we all do it naturally but if we learn how it works then the natural way that we do it can be enhanced and so when you share stories the best way to share stories is to do it with emotion. So when you're talking about like a hard time, you go back to how you felt. You don't make up an emotion, you go back to that emotion. Okay, so if you had, you're talking about something really solemn, like a death in the family, then you'd go back there. And sometimes it's hard to go back there. You'd block it out, but I promise you that if you do not go back there emotionally, you will not connect with the people that you are talking to. And you won't feel sincere either. So you need to sincere, you just need to be yourself sincerely, is what I would say. So when you share stories, try and think of the things that you learned and then make that into a story. So basically you talk about like what happened, describe it emotionally, what you learned, describe it emotionally, what the result was, describe it emotionally. That's a very short, I call it the the little story arc. Um, and, I, and I teach that as well in my storytelling coaching. It's called the little story arc. What happened? Describe it emotionally. Then what you learned, describe that emotionally. And then what was the result afterwards and describe that emotionally. Now, if you do it correctly, there should be a contrast because what happened should be the struggles, what you were trying, what your, what your goals were. Like it's all like you trying to get something. Oh, I was trying to get this goal. and then. This happened, oh, and you have this moment where you're like, oh, that was it, yeah, aha, right, I did it, yeah. Um, kind of like what I was just sharing there about, um, 
you sell yourself on the call. Like, yeah, Carolyn, you know, you know as well as I do. You sell yourself when you're doing sales. And she couldn't say anything back back to me about that because it's freaking true. How else am I going to sell something if someone doesn't actually like me? Anyway, back to the structure. Uh, then the result was, yeah, and then I got let back and I was fine. Nothing happened to me, all right? But I was one of the best salespeople. So you know it was a, a good result anyway, that, that principle, right? Um, and then the contrast was, hey, other people got in trouble for other, for other stuff. Um, but yeah, so really just a three-step thing. As long as you describe emotionally the whole three steps, that's like the fourth step. What happened? What you learned? What was the result? Described emotionally. I love it. It's so simple and yet so effective. Again, I love the stories you conveyed. And I think also like with the voice as well, I think it's important more, more than just words, like to actually convey how it felt and like with your voice and everything, I think it pain, paints a better picture for sure. Yeah, man. All yeah, right, for Mike. sure. Thanks so much for your time. Could you, could you share with the listeners if they want to connect with you, learn more about you and what you're doing, where can they find you? Yeah, so you can find me um, by searching Facebook right now. Um, just type in Michael Ross Maitland. That's my name. Uh, and you can add me as a friend. You can connect with me there. Uh, right now, I'm just building out my coaching program. So I don't really have any other way of contacting me. Um, but I'm willing to help anybody who needs help. Like if they DM me on Facebook, if you add me as a friend, I will give you free help, basically. I'll find out what's wrong and then I'll just give you some tips on what you need to do next, what stage you're at and what the next obstacle is that you need to overcome. That's so generous. And we will have the links at affiliatejourney.co slash Mike. So go connect with him. He has plenty of knowledge and experience to share. Man, thanks again so much for your time and for this value, honestly. Uh, and talk with you soon. Thanks, Milodrag. <laughs> Love that pronunciation again. All right, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe on the podcast and on the YouTube if you are watching this. And until next time, goodbye, everyone. Bye, Mike. See ya. If you stuck to the very end, you are a champion. Congrats on that. And it's just a proof that you, you don't leave things undone. You finish everything. You learn. You improve. And I admire you for that. And I applaud you, actually. You can't hear it, it's a mini applause. Uh, so yeah, anyways, thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to share the episode if you got some value or the podcast. Don't forget to share it with your friends who are also like affiliate marketers and marketers. Um, and yeah, again, don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. It would mean a lot. And to connect with Mike and or myself, you can go at affiliatejourney.co slash Mike. All the links will be over there. So yeah, chat soon and in the meantime, cheers for your success.